Have you ever gotten ice cream from the supermarket and you scoop it out, but it just doesn't have that ice cream parlor taste? Well, guess what? Did you know you can find real, unbelievably creamy ice cream at the grocery store? Yeah, that's right. Tillamook ice cream is made with more cream, so you get smooth, dreamy scoops each time. I'm not going to lie. The flavors are delicious. And in family-sized cartons, I love their vanilla bean. Vanilla bean, to me, is the way that you judge anyone's ice cream, and their rich vanilla ice cream made with real crushed vanilla bean seeds is delicious or their organ strawberry oh, i love it sweet strawberry ice cream with ripe organ strawberry pieces so so good plus you got to check out their mudside flavor it's smooth chocolate ice cream with a ribbon of rich fudge and chocolatey chips oh it's so good i gotta go get some ice cream right now plus you know you're in good hands with tillamook brand they make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer owned and led by dairy experts boy oh boy I love them all, and you're going to love them too. Whether it's birthday cake, peaches and cream, mint chocolate chip, banana split, or cookies and cream, there is a flavor for you. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. That's T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. When was the last time I took a road trip? How many national parks could I hit in two weeks? What about hotels? Wait, hey, Erica, how much am I spending on travel? When your questions about life turn into questions about money, there's Erica, the virtual financial assistant to help you spend, save, and plan smarter. Only from Bank of America. What would you like the power to do? Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app, only available on select mobile devices. Your chat may be recorded and monitored for quality assurance. Message and data rates and additional terms may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better, and that is eat more Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yes, think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words, eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter, I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's Peanut Butter Cups now at a store near you, found wherever candy is sold, and often in my pantry, because I love these. Guess what happens when Southern California Public Radio and Vulture.com team up? You get a fucking awesome podcast. That's right. They have a brand new podcast. It's a daily one, too, called The Frame. Now, The Frame comes out every single day. You can get it on iTunes, Stitcher. You can also get it on TuneIn or just download it at theframe.org. Basically, they cover movies that don't suck, music that you must listen to, um, information about theater, and more. Basically, if it's happening in culture, it's happening on theframe.com. Plus, great interviews with people like Jon Stewart, Bennett Miller, and... The very funny Margaret Lyons gives out advice on all your pressing questions on how to watch TV these days. So, go subscribe to The Frame in iTunes or go listen to it on Stitcher or TuneIn. Thanks so much, The Frame. Here's the deal, people. Every week you hear me read ads for great companies like Bonobos, Squarespace, and Oyster Books. Now, these ads work because... I believe in the product. If I didn't believe in it, then I couldn't sell it to you guys. And if you couldn't sell it to you guys, then we'd go bankrupt. And if you went bankrupt, we'd all be naked out in the street, uh, you know, fighting each other with knives and there would be an apocalypse all because I read to you the wrong podcast ad. So here's the deal. Um, our podcast ads actually work a lot. 68% of our listeners bought a product they heard about on the podcast. When you do that, it actually helps our podcast. So we really appreciate that. Now, if you want to figure out how you can maybe get a part of this, do you have a product? Do you want to sell it? Uh, check out midroll.com slash how, and you can ask them how to advertise. That's midroll.com slash how. All right? That is it. Do it. Support us if you have something to sell. If you don't have something to sell, just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. 
Hey, everybody, before we start the show, just want to let you know that we have a live show coming up December 5th at Largo in Los Angeles. Go to Largo-LA.com for tickets. 8 p.m. is sold out. 10 p.m. tickets are available. We'll be announcing the movies very soon. Also, if you have a chance, check out our brand new network, Wolf Pop, and you can listen to my brand new show, The Sylvester Stallone Podcast, where I sit down with Sylvester Stallone and ask him questions that you want to know. Sylvester Stallone Podcast on Wolf Pop. You can subscribe on iTunes. Also, just wanted to let you guys know this is a live episode, so there might be some issues of sound quality, um, and we apologize. We actually know there's one that we're going to fix for the next live shows, but we apologize in advance. Enjoy it. Picture my fair lady, but with steroids and country music. We saw rhinestones, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth! Hello, people of Los Angeles! We are live here at Largo in Los Angeles with an amazing crowd, an electric crowd. Um, for a night that we won't soon forget, um, together, finally, the, the movie that everyone wanted, Stallone, Dolly Parton, musical, comedy, it happened. Um, and, uh, and we're going to talk about Ryan Stone tonight, but to help uh, me do it, I am joined by my co-host. Please welcome Jason Manzoukas! Special guest tonight helping us talk about all things Ryan Stone. Please welcome Matt Jones. All right. Oh boy. Wow. Rhinestone, a hundred and eleven minutes. You know, it was interesting watching the trailer because that's a very short trailer. Like yep. that's. I feel like they they genuinely couldn't cut together the story. <laughs> like it didn't go together in trailer form. Yeah, it didn't like go together in full length feature <laughs> form either. It's a problem when you can't make a trailer out of the. It's basically my boss. Problem. I've been trying. I've been trying to cut a bunch of scenes together. It really doesn't make sense though. I feel like I feel like the head of Paramount was like, "Fuck it." We can't let people know that Stallone sings. Make him punch a bunch of people. He'll punch a hit. But meanwhile, one of the points in the movie is that he's never allowed to punch someone. But it's in the trailer because he's Rocky. <laughs> well, now I will say there's a little-known fact about uh, Dolly Parton that you may notice. From yes, this go trailer. ahead. She has huge boobs. <laughs> I mean, ridiculously what? big boobs. Okay, Her really boobs. boobs. Her boobs have boobs. You bring this up, and I didn't notice it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. All I thought about was those titties wrapped around my dick. But she also has, she's also wearing, like, she's, 
She's clearly wearing one of those like whalebone corsets. That's what they're saying. You know what I mean? You like, mean the thing that way? Dolly Parton always wears? Oh man, it looks it looks like she's sick. It, it, that corset is so upsetting. Oh. Her body is not of human shape. No. Yeah. It's almost like the corset was like. She's a woman with boobs and a waist. There was no middle section to her. her honestly, her jawline is whiter than her waist. <laughs> As it should be. <laughs> so just... just I've to decided like, to be a dick, this one. Just to make sure we're all clear, the, the premise of the movie is Dolly oh, Parton... Let's go over it. That's... <laughs> bets her body, essentially. She basically says, you can fuck me if I don't win this bet. And you know, no, honestly, I, I, I actually rewatched this part because okay, yeah. it wasn't totally clear. I was like, wait, what the fuck was the bet? Like, yeah, she wants... Go ahead, man. Yeah, yeah, because at the end of it, he goes, and I get to have sex with you. He just tags it on. Oh, okay, all right. And she goes, hey, go screw yourself and walks away. Oh, okay. So she, she never just... actually said, I will have sex with no, you. No, she... See, here's the thing. The prize for the bet for him, for Frank, is his name? Yeah. Freddy. I'm sorry, for Freddy. Freddy. Freddy, the most is unlikely Freddy Frank, It's Frank Stallone. <laughs> Freddy Ugo? Yes. F you. F you. The F you. prize for him is to have sex with an unwilling participant. <laughs> so... And she has agreed. She does sign on to the bet, but, but she but signs on knowing the contract she, element of it, though. Where right. if she wins, he nullifies her contract, and if he wins, he gets to have her for five extra years on, on top her of contract. Three, so eight years. And then he throws in the sex. Okay, just pause. Pause for a second. The contract is to sing at a bar. Yes. A, a country western bar. Where? I love how he, he has Where? an iron clad contract. City. Manhattan. <laughs> Manhattan's premier cowboy bar. Again, I love movie. the pitch for this movie. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like Studio 54, but like cowboys and shit. <laughs> like this movie hypothesizes something that never was a big thing. Like, yep. you know, like I know line dancing was big, but like people weren't going to hillbilly bars. And the people that were in the crowd were real New Yorkers. Like they were not like even, they were not making an effort, even though there was cowboy paparazzi outside. No, literally, literally the guys, the guys in the crowd like, hey, why don't you play country music better? Well, this is what's weird too. You sort of get this sense from the movie that the country music scene is taking off in New York City. Like that it's not in Nashville. Nope. Like Nashville, did you guys suck it? Did you guys live in New York at any yeah. point? Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, well, so yeah, was New York City. City. That's why I moved to New York <laughs> to become a country happen. music superstar. It's the only place to be. I was well, like, where can I break into country music? <laughs> New York City. Here I come. It also. In fact, I'm gonna leave the place. Yep. Yep. I will say it has a beautiful opening line. Oh, the opening line to the film is. Have a good night, Mr. Hugo. It's always a good night when you're rich. <laughs> yep. That's good writing. And That's good writing. I want to get to the bottom of Mr. Hugo because his whole thing is he doesn't look like an owner of a country bar. No. Why go so against type? Why don't you make him like a Larry Hagman type of guy? And also... <laughs> To your point, this country western bar is so successful oh, yeah. that he is stupid rich. Oh yeah, <laughs> right, like his apartment is comma it's like a Richie Rich apartment. Like it, 
Uh, he has like a he has a bedroom like Superman does in Superman 2. He has a fireplace that is oddly electric. Um, he 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 lives like Quagmire from The Family Guy. Actually, they did an establishing, and it showed that he lived in Trump Tower. Yes. Oh, that's this awesome. This is 1984, so this is like let me early Trump. Trump Tower. Yeah. Let me ask this question then: If this club is so successful, and he is so rich that this is the country music mecca that it posit the movie posits it is, why does Dolly need to get out of her contract? She's where oh, it's happening. She has succeeded, I assume. And there was no talk of him, like, producing her album. It really was just to perform nightly, I guess. It's as if records don't exist. (laughs) It was, uh... And I'm going to bring back this cowboy paparazzi thing again. When he pulls up in his car, there's a girl in a cowboy costume who takes pictures of him entering his own bar, which is odd that you would have paparazzi, like, people you hire paparazzi yourself, and then also they take pictures of him in the bar. I just thought that was interesting. Very egomaniac. Like, I want more of those paparazzi pictures of me going into where I live. Freddy Hugo visiting his own, here he is visiting his own club again. Shows up nightly. He released these pictures. But see, here's a, just to go back to New York City being the country music <laughs> mecca of the world. I think honestly, that's the world of the movie. That that is what we're supposed to buy into because the Asian family that arrives. At the- oh. Okay, so, but but they're wearing cowboy boots. All of them. Well, they first want to, like, the Asian family just wants to get sushi because that's what they want to do. If you are an Asian person, you are Japanese, I assume. 100%. They're all Japanese. Right. Right? And what was the the dynamic there? It was a husband, wife, and his mother? And a mother. No, it was a father, a a daughter, and a a grandmother. Whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Father, his daughter, no. and the no. father's mother. This oh, no, was I think a menage a trois <laughs> between a young couple and a mature. No, that girl Regardless, was his daughter. You sick perverts. Regardless, Japanese people like come to was... New York. Japanese people come to New York. The last fucking thing they're going to want to eat is sushi. <laughs> sushi I live in sushi I think they wanted to make sure the audience knew that they were da- Japanese like they they want any complaint. oh isn't it enough <laughs> yep. and they couldn't afford a rape tentacle Anime fans. Wait, so June, you were you were saying though the Japanese couple you were talking about the Japanese well the Japanese family they're all wearing cowboy boots yeah so it seemed really? as, <laughs> it you have a seemed, really specific <laughs> it se- everybody in the family is wearing cowboy boots it seemed as though and did they arrive at JFK the, the, no they were walking around it was, the no, circle. It was, it was LaGuardia it was LaGuardia <laughs> my bad and what kind of price my did they date. get what kind of were the, what was the they, do you remember they were on TWA because they had giant TWA <laughs> oh right right right, right. <laughs> 
but now, it's you didn't know this like kind we of were, specific specificity we get into about this no, no, show. No, we no. want to we know about like the we fairs. We were setting up a world in which people came to New York. Outsiders came to New York to listen to country music. Like that was the context of the whole movie I that think you're people right. travel here. Wait, no, 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 no. Country well, because music. once no, they because abandoned they came there sushi. To eat sushi and then they were like, you're driving so crazy. We'll go to like a country bar. No, no they said, Paul, they were wearing cowboy boots. They were wearing cowboy boots. Right and they say, no, 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 no yes. sushi, cowboy bar. Oh, so they just Did changed they their mind. That? They changed their mind. I couldn't and understand what they were bar. saying, Bale, so I'm the same. I speak offensive Japanese. <laughs> Stallone? I, I watched a lot of 16 Candles growing up. This, honestly, how aggressive this was in the movie was less racist than the guy in 16 Candles. <laughs> Le- Long Duck Dong was actually kind of heartwarming. This was, this was well, yeah, upsetting. He got his Yankee winked. <laughs> But he needed food. Uh, Stallone drives a cab in this movie like Beauregard drives a cab in the, in the second Muppets movie. Like, it is so scattershot and insane. Uh, like, he, like, Stallone in this movie, in the first scenes that you're seeing him, he's screaming, he's driving like a wild man. Like, he could have a full-on personality disorder. He's, he does. Like a, he's a crazy individual. Yeah. <laughs> like, top to bottom. T to B, he is out of control. He needs to be medicated. If he was, if it was taking place now, he would be diagnosed like ADHD or ADD. They're like, his level of like, he's always jumping around and stuff. Like, the scenes where he's like, takes Dolly Parton, he takes her back home to the funeral home where he lives, they go in, he shows her the organ, he starts singing Tutti Frutti, he realizes there's a funeral, there's so much manic energy, maybe he's bipolar, I don't know. Maybe he has Robin Williams disease. Maybe that was an inspiration for him. Here's the weird thing about, well there's so, I mean there's so much to unpack here, but the the weird thing about his singing before she even like tries to work with him is it's so crazy <laughs> but it's it's like it's not that he's tone deaf necessarily it's, but that's part of it it's part of it but the main thing is like it's um so he sings everything so fast so he wants to get but, it done real quick <laughs> Yes, but it's, I've never heard someone be so off rhythm, I guess, but it's not even that. It's, it's a do you, crazy... Do you think that he thinks, I'm such a good singer, I need to really mess it up no, no, to no. not be... Yeah. No, he's a good comedian. <laughs> I gotta so tell you, you the, one of the worst things in life, uh, if you're a comedian or a funny person in any way, is being introduced to somebody, be like, this is my friend, he's so funny. And you sit down with them, and you're like, oh, and you're like, there's so much pressure on both of you. Yeah. But then the person like goes huge and is sometimes like super misogynistic or racist and all this. You're like, oh, I don't find this person funny at all. Like, I really kind of hate this person. <laughs> One person thinks they're funny. That person produced Rhinestone. Because <laughs> yeah. somebody was like, you know, when, when they called cut on, the, on the, the organ bit, somebody was like, oh man, Sly, that was hilarious. <laughs> I kind of agree. I kind of agree. I think all of those choices, because there was other things within there that I was like, 
This is, I'm watching a man who is inherently not funny at all try and be what he thinks is funny. Well, like, like there's a scene when he's being, he wrecks his cab. He's being reamed out by the owner of the cab company. He happens to be wearing a shirt that looks like uh, like a fair thing. And he goes, hey, uh, how can you find me from being a taxi driver? I'm dressed like a taxi. Like that's like his, yeah. like his, like, his, like he's riffing. Well, there's. Do you notice he's wearing he's wearing funny T-shirts in all of the movies. Yep. Well, as a, 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 he's as wearing a, the one that looks like looks like he has all the cameras on. Yep. Him. There's one that's yeah. a, there's one that's a skeleton. Yeah. Uh, there's one that's a skeleton. The tourist one. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna play a slideshow. I slide guarantee show. that was Stallone being like, "This is hilarious." Yeah, that. Yeah, these yeah, are the cab one. <laughs> Tuxedo. Skeleton, that, whatever that is, that one, <laughs> full rhinestones. That's a lot of different outfits. He definitely well, was dressing the part of the funny guy. It's just weird, though, because a little bit later, we do see him singing with his family an Italian song, and he sounds, he sounds also great. Also, super racist. Fine, but he sounds okay. And then later on... He sounds okay. He sounded all right. I'm sorry, do you think we're going to let you get away with that? <laughs> he sounded okay. He sounded you think fine. that's what all Italians sound like? He sounded I okay. I like that that's your setup for something else, is that he's saying well in that scene, because he did not. I thought he sounded okay. I thought he sounded okay. But then at the end, and sorry to jump ahead, but... During his like finale song, he s- tries to do it Dolly's way, and then he start he has to do it his way. But his way is... Should I play that scene? Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. The idea. Okay, wait. Do you have the? Do you have him trying to sing Dolly's way first? I have, I only have when he kind of goes into his okay his way of doing it. This um, is really funny. So yeah. So just, oh, wait, is this just, the end? This is the. I mean, we jumped. We're jumping to the end. If we. Oh, uh, this is like when he does his like. Yeah. Get his crowd. So just very quickly, the the challenge is the movie. What the movie is is Dolly Parton has to turn Sylvester Stallone into a successful country singer so that he will not get heckled off stage at this gong show talent night at the biggest at the biggest country western bar in North America, located in Manhattan, in New in York Midtown, City. In Midtown. In Midtown. And like we said, guys, we are going way out of order, but I think you, there's no suspense uh, that it's going to happen. Uh, so here we go. All right, so this is... Also, if, if you can tell me what he's saying... <laughs> here we go. I really don't know. Here we go. Now won't you just say it after me, okay? The South is gone. like a, a Sugar Hill Gang kind of... He raps... He's rapping to a beat. <laughs> that... 
just so you know, like, that's where the movie Apex is. So, this is his victorious moment. I, I'll say this. The same year that this movie came out, yes. Frank Stallone released his first album. Oh, really? Yes. I, I just, just making sure. And he was nominated for Golden Globe for writing music for Staying Alive. Frank well, Stallone was. Yes. Which so do you did. think Frank was like, fuck you, Sylvester. That <laughs> is my thing. I do? That's me. Well, You're the boxer. I'm the singer. I was, Shithead? I was, I was actually talking to someone about this movie just today, and they read an original draft of the Rocky screenplay. And in the Rocky sp- screenplay, there was a subplot where Rocky also wanted to become a singer. <laughs> and it was cut out of Rocky. I have that on high authority. So this has been something that he's been trying to shoehorn in for a long time. And for you to say, Frank Stallone, if there is anything that Frank Stallone is better in than than Stilsayat, it's probably singing. I feel like, I think he got that that gene. I also love the fact that this is is post-Rocky 3, so he's a huge star. And they're like, yeah, this script we got, it's, it's okay. Who do we got that can punch this up? <laughs> who's, who's like a big punch-up artist in town? Sylvester Stallone. Get him. Well, here's the thing. The guy who wrote the original screenplay, Phil uh, Alden Robinson, who wrote Field of Dreams, wanted to take his name off this movie after Stallone did his extensive changes to the screenplay. He wrote, he wrote Field of Dreams. He also wrote Sneakers, which is a yeah, great, great movie. movie. Yeah. And they took the movie from him and gave it to Sylvester Stallone. I'm going to punch this up. Well, he writes every one of his movies. He's got to write it because uh, he's a comedian. Oh. If, if you give it to him, he will sing. <laughs> I only could... I can only imagine how upset that writer must have been to get back that script. Like, what have you done? What have you done with it? Because there is... It's just, it's also like an extremely complicated premise. Like, I feel like if you wanted to work backwards into him singing and even being a country singer, you could get there. But the way they get there in this movie is just like, it's baffling. Oh, yeah. It's New York City. The hub of country music. Okay. Okay. Uh-oh. The challenge is you have to teach him to be a country music star. Where are you going to go? Tennessee. <laughs> so what do what? But also, the stakes for him are not this... to become a country music singer, nope. oh. but to get his cab back. To get now, his own cab. His own cab back. Now, what I really took issue with is a couple times in the movie... They keep on saying that Dolly is the reason why he got fired from the taxi cab company. Now, from what we just saw... she's a woman, and she shouldn't have big boobs. (laughs) From the scene we just saw, he just was driving willy-nilly and crashed into a sidewalk. He says later on that he was looking at her, and that's why he crashed. But then Dolly also says, I got him fired from his taxi cab. I couldn't... I agree with you. That is... That made no sense to me. Yep. Dolly, I think a Dolly is a punching bag in a lot of ways. She, did you see Steel Magnolias, guys? She stays with these guys that are bad for her. Have you seen Straight Talk? So much. Straight Talk is the best Dolly Parton movie ever. If you haven't seen it, it's incredible. Here's the other weird thing about Dolly and the way she's written in the movie. He's also complaining that she's a nag. 
No, like, she that she's no fun basically. Like like there's a big theme that she's not fun and even her dad is like he's right. You're kind of a turd. By the way, who's Richard Far- Richard Farnsworth, who's one I of my favorite him. characters. Oh my god, amazing. But this movie especially is a rule I have about him where it always feels like he doesn't realize he's in a movie. <laughs> where he's like, uh, like, oh yes, he- why are the cameras here? <laughs> Well, we'll just c- continue we're, to play pretend. We're moving on. We're moving He's on. Amazing. Were we shooting? He's amazing. I just showed up. Nothing is more frustrating than a drop call on your cell phone. Now, we've all been there smack in the middle of an important conversation. Then, poof, lost call or the inevitable, can you hear me? How about now? We don't want to be like the guys in the Verizon commercials, okay? We hate it when there's no signal. So I found a great new product that can just drastically boost your cell phone reception. It's called a Wilson Electronics Cell Phone Signal Booster. A Wilson Signal Booster lets you go from no bars to full bars and puts an end to drop calls. Now, I've actually used this. It's pretty fucking badass. You can find the Wilson Electronics Cell Phone Signal Booster at Best Buy Radio Shack or online at Amazon.com. For a reseller in your area, log on to WilsonElectronics.com slash Paul. That's WilsonElectronics.com slash Paul. Have peace of mind when making those important calls by purchasing a Wilson Electronics Cell Phone Signal Booster. Go to WilsonElectronics.com slash Paul today and never have to say again, can you hear me now? And then you get in your car, you drive off a cliff because no one can hear you. Oh boy, oh boy, we're talking about them again. These are our good friends at Nature Box. You know what's good? Free snacks. That's right. Our friends at Nature Box are giving you a chance to get some free snacks. Not only that, but these are better snacks than whatever you're getting at the vending machine. And snacking is great. I won't deny it. Nature Box keeps up with the snacks. They don't have artificial flavors, colors, or sweeteners, and zero trans fat. And they definitely have no high fructose corn syrup. Now, if you get cranky because you're hungry, just grab a peanut butter nom nom from Nature Box. Those sweet baked potatoes. Potatoes, fries, delicious dried pears, or dark cocoa almonds, they're all delicious. All right. Now here's the thing. Go to naturebox.com slash how, try it for free, and you'll get a trial box of five snacks. You heard me right. Naturebox.com slash how five free snacks. Whether it's for your home, your office, stockpiling when you're on the go, or for zombie apocalypse, go to naturebox.com slash how and get started today. I do this. I get them at my house. They are delicious snacks. As a matter of fact, last night, snacking the shit out of a strawberry tart thing. It was really, really good. Enjoy it all. Naturebox.com slash how. Um, to go back to the plot confusion of it, New York, hub of country music, Tennessee to learn. So how do you teach someone to be a country singer? Show them how to chop wood. Show them how to ride a pony. Show them how to walk. Show them how to walk. walk. These are things... Singing. Singing would be the first. Well, they have work. Getting by a piano and just banging out some notes. They appear to have to turn him into a cowboy in order for him to successfully be able to sing a country song. Because all cowboys are good singers? Which is flawed. Apparently. Wow. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, you, okay, what do you think inflation has changed in 30 years? If this is 30 years ago, 1984. Dude, right. are we really going to get into an economics discussion <laughs> right now? Because uh, this movie made $22 million well, in 1984. But it was a huge failure because the budget was 28. Which is even crazier. Yeah. So that, like the so that was like an $80 million movie. <laughs> This was like if Avatar made no money. (laughs) Well, I do think that they're like, 
perfect. This guy's coming off of Rambo. <laughs> this is going to be a huge hit. No one like looked at the script or the tone or the content of it. This is, uh, yeah, it was a mess. I, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> I wrote, this movie is cringingly bad. I feel bad for the people in it. I genuinely at times felt bad for Sylvester Stallone because I was watching someone try so hard to do something they were failing at and their best attempts were on screen. Well, here's... Because here's the thing. Singing, I really do think it's like, it's one of those things, you're a singer or you're not. Like, you can either do that or you can't do that. And so what's strange is, like, he must have known... His what the actor's ability like he knew what he could do before going into this. Oh yes, which well, is I think he, he, was a great at this he point. knew he was a comedian. Hubris. <laughs> this movie is hubris, <laughs> right? Like he thinks yeah. he can do anything at yes. this point. Exactly. Let this me, is the moment where he yeah. he does Cobra a year later. Oh, flawless. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, here this is an interesting fact. Stallone turned down. The Michael Douglas role in Romancing the Stone, yeah. the Eddie Murphy role in Beverly Hills Cop, mm-hmm. to make this movie. Because he's a comedian. Now, I, he really thinks he is. Have you seen Oscar? Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Um, he's great in that, too. He's a, good straight, he's a good straight man. Like, Tango and Cash is legitimately a fantastic movie. <laughs> I love that movie so much. Have you done it on here? No, we have not. Oh my god! I feel like that's always on the list. You don't remember? Oh, it's Sylvester Sloan and Kurt Russell. I think I'm confusing it with Tequila Sunrise. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, these no. This is like the heyday of Kurt Russell's like beautiful hair. That no, that heyday continues, my friend. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That man has the best hair in Hollywood. Right. right. Um, Let Let's show you a clip of the comedy. This is like probably the. I would think a centerpiece comedy scene. It's about his big organ. Um, yeah, do you play an instrument? Yeah, I can sort of play a couple of chords on his organ I have at home. Hey, I'll tell you what. Why don't you come to my house and you can teach me a new song? Go to your house, huh? I suppose that's so you can show me your organ, right? <laughs> and why do you think I'm conning you? I'm telling you, I really do have this big organ. Thank you. We'll go to your place and you can show me your organ. But I'm warning you, it best be having music coming out of it. You got it. It, He plays it like Jim Carrey in the Ace Ventura era. And what you can't, uh, for the people at home, you can't see that there's an extra in that scene who when he hears big organs, like, oh, what? And then when he hears it again, gives him a thumbs up. Any extra on any movie worth its salt, but get that guy out of there. Can we not? No, you know why? You know what I think? I think they put that guy in there to make sure people got the double entendre. Absolutely. I think they had that guy in there so people would be like, uh, oh, oh, shit. Dude, rewind this. This, you just missed a fucking great joke. And well, Stallone, I have to rewind it. <laughs> Stallone, at the end, puts on sunglasses with the flare yeah. as, as if he's doing, like, a Buster Keaton, like, comedic routine. I also love in the 80s where he's like, hey, we're going to do your hair for this movie. And he's like, can you make me look like a microphone? 
There's one of perfectly shaped. One of the, like I have a Madonna halo around uh, my head. One of the insults. One of the insults when he's trying to sing and he's getting heckled is, is that a hairstyle or a launching pad? She's written by Sylvester Stallone. You didn't, you didn't enjoy this movie, did you? I hated this movie. <laughs> I also, by the way, movie. when you bring up the, uh, the, the audience heckling, another thing that I didn't know about country music is the art of slams. Uh, your mama jokes is a big... Like, you know, when you go see like a Waylon Jennings concert, he's always being like, shut up, your mama's so fat that when she sits around the house, she sits around the house, two, three, four, and I lost my woman to a man with a horse... I love Dolly Parton in this movie. I actually was like, wow, she's, I thought she was very attractive. But she also dresses like a, like a caricature of someone in a cowboy movie. Yes. Like, Mae West is like, tone it down. Richard Farnsworth, in this movie, the actor who plays her father, who we were describing as not quite knowing if he's in scenes, <laughs> describes um, Stallone's character as slow-witted. If that gives you an idea of where on the spectrum people are falling, (laughs) Stallone is acting like a cartoon character in most of the movie. Like, like when they go, one of my favorite things is the the scene where he goes to the. I was saying he plays the organ, but there's a funeral, and his dad comes up and yells at him. He's like, "What are you doing? This is crazy. You can't be it. Oh, this is crazy." And then sees Dolly Parton is like, "Oh." And then his dad's like, oh, what's this girl? This girl, this girl, this girl for you. Is this girl for you? If you can't handle this girl, you tell me. Because I can handle a girl like this. If you need help, you can. I'm pretty sure he's like, yeah. if you need me to come and double team Dolly Parton with you, you give me the word. At which point I'm thinking, the mom must be out of the picture. Not true. No. She serves them lunch yep. and she's furious. She serves them lunch. Well, Dolly's there, and the dad is like, oh, fuck. I'm going to eat this cannoli like it's your fucking bush. What's going on? But they also treat Stallone... <laughs> that, may, that may have been uh, an edited line from the movie. Don't reward that. <laughs> they, they also treat him like... He is a child. Like, he's asking for permission from his parents to go to Tennessee with a weird woman to win a contest to get a kid. Like, like, okay, we'll let you go, son. He leaves his home to go with a stranger. Well, he takes a bet from two strangers. It's like a trading places bet. And leaves to go to the valley, because that was no way shot in Tennessee. Uh, It was the tightest interior shots on everything. It was just porches, all porches. Yeah, all porches. And my wife walks in and she's just like, "Uh, is this little house on the prairie? (laughs) Why does it look like they're in an old-timey house? Nobody's that poor. And then she, uh, my wife, I have to say, asks the same question of every movie we watch. She's like, so do you think they had sex? Like, like well, do you think they actually had sex with each other while they were shooting? Because I think they had sex. Interesting you bring that up because it was uh, rumored for years that Dolly cheated on her husband with Sly during this movie. Their wow. chemistry was undeniable. <laughs> Palpable. 
Palpable. June, did you think they had good chemistry? I, there was a scene or two where I thought something's happening. Something's, something's when happening. When they kissed, here. I bought that she would kiss him, but I bought that she would kiss him like to be like, I wonder what like a New York guy tastes like or something. Like I, like I, I feel like it was like more of a. Riot. June, is that I'll the way women taco. think? I've never had it. I don't think I'll is like that it. Is that the way women it. think? Like, sure. I need to taste the men of the country. I wonder what a Chicago guy tastes like. Ooh, he tastes like deep dish. <laughs> he tastes like diesel fumes and sweat. It is interesting. If you have watched a lot of Dolly Parton movies, the similar part she plays is that she's like this sweet, like, down-home country girl who's a fucking whore. She's had sex with everybody. Like, she's like, that guy screwed me over, that guy screwed me over. They, they sing a song in the movie that's like, their first duet is like, it's not about love, it's just a one-night stand. But I guess we always catch up with her after she's learned her lesson. Like, her movie is over, and she's now wizened. Like, she's never back, like, you never see her being... No, she's trying to get... Uh, the, I think Except the thing is she's house. trying to get out from under. You know, like... And this actually, I feel like, is the Dolly Parton story. Like, she's a child, a poor... She, her, she sees the prostitute in town and says, that woman is beautiful. I want to look like her when I grow up. And she dresses like the prostitute. And that this is true. This is Dolly Parton's story. And then she becomes a country music star because she's part of Porter Wagner's situation. And the, the, the husband in this, the... I'm, I'm spacing his name. Uh, Freddie Hugo? Bar- Barnett. 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 Oh, yeah. He is a, like, he's a Porter Wagner stand-in, right? Yeah. So she, uh, because they used to be singing partners and they were involved, but he was keeping her down so she had to escape from him and get away and got in, involved with a bad manager. I feel like a lot of this is weirdly Dolly Parton's actual weird life. That's Stallone wrote. Yep. <laughs> well, well, according to you, Dolly Parton's life sucks. <laughs> Except that she is one of the most triumphant and amazing singer-songwriters in American history. Which is amazing. Best concert times I've ever seen was a Dolly Parton concert. This movie is excruciating to watch. Absolutely. But how many times are you like, wow, she's a really good singer oh, throughout she the is. movie. Um, and songwriter. Yeah. And songwriter. Uh, how, how, many age, how many years difference do you think between Dolly and Stallone? I, I, she's ageless. I have no idea. I have no idea how old she is. It, she it's actually be 90, really hard because of the wig, the wigs, <laughs> and the makeup. Because I don't know. They could. I do. I, I feel like there's. You yeah. do know. I do, but I want you to continue. Yeah. I feel like maybe they're around the same age. Yeah. I feel like. Oh boy. <laughs> I don't I feel like they're mm. so I know I know I know pictures of her as a kid are all in black and white okay we, we at least we at least have that nugget I'm guessing she's older than him by less than 10 years okay exactly the same age really exactly the same age wow wow exactly the same do you think she went from best little whorehouse in Texas to this I was like, ah, oh, fuck, Burt Reynolds. <laughs> he really had the comedy chops that she was used to. Yeah, and then she's like, ah, oh, fuck, Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> and then after this, it was like James Woods, right? She eventually makes it to Queen Latifah. Somehow, <laughs> that, like, <laughs> from Burt Reynolds to Queen Latifah, finally has, has made it across oh, the board. thank God. <laughs> we haven't even gotten into Drinkenstein. Oh, 
Drinkenstein is a song that Stallone sings where he becomes a monster after he drinks Budweiser called Drinkenstein. Do you have the clip? I, I do have yeah. the clip. Um, pretty positive. Here we go. Check out that bulge. Sorry, cut off a little bit early. He's but. wearing a cowboy hat that has multiple, like, um, tails on it. Right. You know, he's dressed like. Oh, I. This is a pet peeve of mine in comedy, by the way. It really is, uh, and it happens to me, and I bet it happens to all of us here yeah. quite a bit. You go in, and you're like doing like a like a small part on something. You like come in to do a funny couple scenes. And they're like, I got this costume for you. That's hilarious. <laughs> and you're like, why does my costume have to be funny? <laughs> Can't I just be yeah, funny? Why do comedy. I, you have to? Because it's a comedy. Yeah. I do feel like Stallone, though, requested Oh, Stallone, yeah, that was his, he's a comedian. Oh, yeah. yeah, he was like, I need more. Can't this be a funnier costume? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I had, this is a thing I really wanted to get into. Uh, when they go to a bar, uh, the, the guy, the uh, Tim Thomerson Barnett, uh, says, I like my beer foamy. <laughs> That's not a thing. <laughs> no one requests a foamy beer. In, I lived in Amsterdam for okay. three years, and all beers are served with two fingers of foam at the top. They won't take a beer without foam at the top. Okay, so maybe he is from Amsterdam. He is a European cowboy. I will say, I will say, I will buy that, but his foam was literally from top to bottom of glass. That's, that's, that's good that joke was, writing. Do you think that was to show that he was an idiot? <laughs> no, I actually feel like... I don't know what that was. It didn't seem... It didn't seem like a character choice. It didn't even seem like a joke. It just seemed like if I was a kid... That would be like something I would be like, oh, that's how adults order things. And then I'd be severely disappointed. I wrote down a joke. I don't know the context. I don't know who said it. I don't remember because I hate this movie. (laughs) But I'm reading this line and I'm like, that's pretty funny. (laughs) Quote, you sound like baby Hitler. That is in the movie, right? What is is that from? That's... Stallone says that about Dolly when she's telling him, I think, to like mix his peas and mashed potatoes together. Yeah. Yeah. She's saying, he, he says, country. Yeah, she says, you're a big idiot. And he says, well, you're baby Hitler. You sound like baby Hitler. Because she's making him do too many things. Baby Hitler, very bossy. It's mine. 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 Thank you, guys. Uh, again, another way to teach someone how to sing: make them eat biscuits with gravy, not butter. That was that was that was uh, the scene that we just saw the baby Hitler in. This movie 
was worse than a Dukes of Hazard episode than all of the Dukes of Hazard episodes. Like this is not un- this section of the movie felt like the Dukes of Hazard to me for some reason. Yeah, because uh, it was when, shot in the same back lot. When they it probably was when they go to Tennessee and all of the cra- everybody here are like such bold stereotypes. Obviously, the the Asian family at the beginning. All the hillbillies are like crazy stereotypes. All the Italian families crazy. But the, the, there were so many moments in the Tennessee section where I desperately wanted the general Lee to speak through. <laughs> And freeze frame and Waylon Jennings be like, well, the Duke boys have gotten themselves in a real pickle this time. <laughs> What's Nick gonna do next? <laughs> uh, I, this movie felt like an axe, you know what I mean? You're talking axe of yeah. movie. I got to the hour point and I was like, oh, it's over. Holy shit. There's 30 more minutes. I thought it was over. Well, that- I thought the next scene, he's going to go sing in the bar. This huge other plot of like, she's jealous of him. Well, that's like, the thing that I really wanted to get into. The third act of this so movie confusing. comes out of nowhere. They literally have sex. It looks like they are together as a couple. And they're Wait, having when a did fine they have sex? Time. Remember when they kiss and she goes, there's just one more thing I want to find out about oh, yeah. you. Like his dick oh, size. Yeah. Oh. She wanted to find out about that non-musical that organ. Because she's a whore. Wait, you didn't think that they had sex in that scene? I wasn't paying attention. No, 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 later. At the end, in, in, um, not with the scene in, with the extra. No. No, I was saying I oh. didn't understand it later on because the extra wasn't there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Got I it. didn't know. If he had been there doing that, if that extra, I would have that extra popped up in the window, <laughs> thumbs up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there are multiple jokes, <clears throat> multiple jokes made about Sly and Dolly trying to hook up in the house where Richard Farnsworth is, but he's like, I hear you. <laughs> Basically, and then they, it kind of scuttles them. But then at the time when they do have sex, Richard Farnsworth is still right there. Like he's listening to them, like pound it out. And, and you're right about the house that, well, we've never really seen the scope of no, the house. You never because, see the outside but, completely. Except for but, the Waltons' good nights. Yes. When we see them in the kitchen, it does look like it's a two bedroom situation. Yeah. Like it's yeah. a tiny, tiny house. Well, the bathroom is very small where Stallone is singing into his toothbrush. And the da- and Dolly and the dad come in and they're all kind of like, uh-oh, cramped. Yeah, there's no noise machines or air conditioners. Right. So if you could hear a mouse fucking on cotton, you could hear, you know, Dolly yeah. and Stallone going Wait, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You never a heard mouse that? fucking never on heard cotton? Never heard that expression. Is that a line from this movie? No, no. It sounds like a country <laughs> No, it was so quiet, you could hear a mouse fucking on cotton. Why You've cotton? never heard another mouse or the cotton? <laughs> The cotton would be the bed for the mouse because he doesn't have a bed. It would just be a cotton place where he would mice, mice don't just sleep on the ground willy-nilly. But why couldn't they it just be... They gather up cotton. <laughs> they make like a, like a nest, like a, a, mou- a mouse Like nest. a mouse bed? Yes. No, just a so, cotton so ball. A mouse? An adorable cotton ball. But How big making... is this mouse? <laughs> it's... It's a pretty small mouse. It's got to be because Wait, I think you... of the cotton ball as the pillow. Wait, Junior, where are you on this analogy? What, what I'm curious about is the cotton making noise. Like, what the are cotton we is killing the noise. Yeah. Yeah. Of the, what? So, the fucking? Of them yeah. fucking. <laughs> That's how quiet it is. 
That's how quiet well, try, it is. Right now, right now, try to get it so quiet that you can imagine two mice fucking on cotton. All right. Shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you ruined it for everyone. Oh, we hate you. <laughs> what am I listening to? <laughs> We're trying to find here's your imagination. Your imagination. I feel like what I would hear would be the mice squeaking. That's what I'm saying. And the cotton being there or not. It's irrelevant. It's just two mice squeaking on the floor or squeaking on cotton. The cotton isn't da- dampening the sound of the floor. That's what There's you're no wrong. Springs. That no it is it, maybe it's like two smurfs fucking on cotton. The, the, the cotton okay, is Now we can get into this. <laughs> Cuz now I'm curious. <laughs> I think the cotton <laughs> Cotton sucks sound. We know that. Cotton sucks, Cotton sucks sound. Oh, my point was they can hear Dolly Parton and Sly's bucket. And oh, my- by the way, there was a cliche in this movie that drives me insane of like two people are about to kiss, right? And then you say something, right? So I'm about to kiss and be like... <laughs> You I, didn't, I didn't get it. Let's try it again. I want to play this game with Jason. So right. where we're like, yeah, oh, yeah, I really about to kiss. Oh, hey. Oh, well, I guess we can't kiss now. Like that has ever stopped anybody in the history of time. Well, Someone wait said another- something, and then they, Richard Farnsworth says something, they're about to kiss, and then they're like, uh, and then he walks away, and they're like, "Yeah, I guess we're not gonna kiss now." The moment was no. Over. Then they leave, and then you fucking kiss the person. That's how the real world works. She has huge boobs. There comes a point though when she has to take off that corset, and oh, and it must be a- just blood. <laughs> She's in pain. She's in such a. She's like that, like the, those people who get caught in the uh, sub. Like you ever see, like you know, like a uh, car impales them in a tree, or they get caught in the subway tracks. It's like, well, if we pull out the subway, they'll die. <laughs> if she ever takes off her dress, she'll die. <laughs> um, she. <clears throat> she. I love Dolly Parton. Like I love truly, her too, so much. Yeah, true love. And even in this god-awful movie. She is still somehow, like, transcendently wonderful. Um, I think so, too. What's that? I really do, too. Every time she opens her mouth, it's funny. Every time she sings, it's amazing. And in those moments, you're like, wow, unstoppable, unstoppable. She's a a queen. She's unstoppable. And then fucking everybody else in the movie, like... It takes a shit all over everything. Yeah. That's why, honestly, I didn't hate the movie because I liked seeing her outfits. I liked seeing all the different clothes she got to wear. <laughs> and also, she, her voice is so beautiful. Yep, it is. That I'll watch this horrible movie just to hear her sing in those scenes. Great. Well, and she great. sings a lot. She sings a lot. I her- do think that like you could take a lesson from Dolly Parton because... She is above it all. Like she makes it work. Like she makes that chemistry between the two of them work. You're like, 
oh yeah, I guess Sylvester Stallone is kind of a, a cute, roguish kind of guy. But it's only because she's playing it. He's a boorish asshole, like, who, like, who wants to get back to driving a cab. He's like, she oh, is, yeah, take this. She has strapped this movie to her heavily corseted body and is carrying it for the 90 some odd minutes that it lasts that I sincerely wanted to kill myself during. She is like a champion of this movie. And the, the entire the plot of it is like so borderline hateful towards her character and yet she still comes out shining. There's a- Love you, Dolly. <laughs> Call me. If you've ever dated a musician... If you've ever dated a musician and they're like in bed or around the house and they're like playing the guitar or piano, it's the most this annoying thing. This is a dream thing. of mine. It's the most annoying thing in the world. No. Uh, it's oh, a it's dream. Oh, why? why is it so... Oh, it's just what? so just, goddamn annoying. I'm hanging but, out. Nora Jones is playing piano in bed. <laughs> but if it's Dolly Parton, I don't think it would ever get annoying. No. I really don't think it would. I it, actually it buy that. wouldn't. I buy that she sits in the dark and plays guitar before she Yes. I believe it. I truly believe that. And then she takes off her corset. And her boobs, like, inflate to fill the entire room. She, she sleeps on her boobs. It's like two mice fucking on Dolly Parton's boobs. Uh... <laughs> Let's go to the audience. Let's see what questions you guys have. I mean, we have a lot of... Oh, people have notes. We always like people with notes because you've done the research. All right, so... Um, all right, who has got... Yep, you've got a question. Here we go. Your name, uh, who you think is a better singer, Dolly or Stallone? <laughs> and your question. Um, I'm Allie. I also obviously think that Dolly Parton is amazing, so Dolly Parton, I'm sorry. I mean, as a singer, though. Right. <laughs> like, who do you think is a better singer, Dolly Parton or Stallone? <laughs> Stallone. Okay, great. Yeah, perfect. That's what I thought. Um, how are we supposed to believe that Stallone ever learned how to sing if there wasn't a montage? That's a really good point. It seems like that's the only thing that wasn't in the training montage. You never, you never saw anyone teaching him singing. It was like, if you eat this way, if you chop this way, if you ride this way. I have the thought on that. He cannot sing. In order for that to succeed, he has to be able to sing poorly and then be able to sing better. You need the capability in your actor of before and after. It's not happening here. We've got two befores. So he never learns how to sing. That's part of the problem. This movie is horrible. Let's all kill ourselves. Also, also, do you remember Richard Farnsworth teaching him Old MacDonald had a farm? Oh, yeah. He was such an asshole. You can't just try to sing Old MacDonald had a farm for a second. If you can't do that, why am I watching the rest of this fucking movie? Uh, I want to get to the... I do want to get to the bottom of why he was... It was ever acceptable... That when he would sing, like when he sang Tutti Fruity, he was like, like it was like, like that's not acceptable. Like he didn't copy it. Like if he was like, like that's not bad tone. That's not even like a conception no of rhythm. Acting. Dang, it's, it's it's not even rhythm. What that is? Like because even a bad singer would be like. 
Trudy Fruity. Oh, Rudy. Here's the, like, here's the like, thing about the way he's saying it, and I know what you're saying about it, it being a comedic choice, but the way he sings Tutti Fruity, it's almost as though he's like hearing the song wrong. Like, like he heard it on a fact. Re- like a, well, like a, yes, a you're right up record. He also doesn't know the words to the song. Yeah, it's this frenetic like retelling. Like he never got the information correctly in the first place. Maybe How his record like, player is stuck on the fast <laughs> side. <laughs> he uh, only hears records super fast. Sir, what would you call the movie? Your name and your question. Here you go. Uh, my name's Paul. I'm from England originally, but didn't ask. <laughs> get it? We heard your accent. We get it. You're, You're more cultured. America than now. USA, 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 USA. He he is actually wearing a Captain America T-shirt, so I think he's on board. He's on board. All right, uh, your question. Um, well, I work for a, I work for a TV station in the UK, and Sylvester Stallone did an interview where he was actually mad that everyone thought that he couldn't sing in this movie because he was nominated, shortlisted for an Oscar in 1978 for best song. From, from a single from uh, the movie Paradise Alley. That is true. And yeah. um, he was shortlisted for an Oscar, so he was pissed that people didn't think he could sing um, because on that song, he actually can sing. So he was saying, like, he was mad. But, so that's why he made this movie? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But what, here's what's weird, but he didn't even give himself an opportunity to sing in this movie. Right. Like, he could have... Like, if, if it was... Of himself. He said, but he says it, but he says it like, as if he was not in control. Like if someone made it this movie without his consent. The, like, this all this all comes back to what I've been saying. He said he's a parody of himself. He was trying to be because he's a comedian. <laughs> Guys, Sylvester Stallone is a fucking comedian. <laughs> all right, here we go. Tango Cash. Your your question: What you'd call the movie and your uh, your name? Uh, my name is Mishka. I would call the movie What Did He Say? Oh, great. Uh, my question was, his first performance in Tennessee, why was he given a guitar to play when he already told Dolly that he only played a little bit of organ? Great question. It really stacked the day. And yeah, he learned how to play guitar, right? Or was he playing guitar at the end? Sort of, but no, not in the diamond jumpsuit he was in. Okay. No. Didn't he look like Don Cheadle in Boogie Nights in that? <laughs> does, is, does the song Rhinestone Cowboy ever get sung? Never! In the whole movie. Oh, but guys, the, but the, uh, the, the movie is based on that song. That is a title in the beginning. Based was... on the song Rhinestone Cowboy. Which I, was... I don't believe... That song is not about like a woman taking a cabbie from New York to Tennessee to win a competition or she'll get fucked by a sleazebag. I'm not super familiar with it, but I don't remember that being... So, just to get to the, back to the third act for a second, so after, he, so after he sings at that last performance in Nashville, he feels... No, no in... Oh, yeah, sorry. No, after that... Yeah, after the last performance in Nashville, he feels... Like, he's such a good singer at that point that it's no longer about the bet. No, he's going to be a professional. He's, yeah, he's, he, doesn't want the, he doesn't want the cab anymore. He doesn't want the cab the, anymore, but still decides to not stay in the South, 
but to pursue the country music scene because in New the York height City. of yes. country music is in New York City. Yes. Right. Yep. Okay, great, 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 great. What are a couple? What are a couple like famous country singers who came out of New York? Like, um, <laughs> was, oh. uh, um, like all of them? Yeah. There's Johnny, Tammy Wynette, Waylon Jennings, um, George Jones. <laughs> Oh, your your Bill name. Monroe. Uh, okay, your name, title for Ryan Stone, and your question. My name is Jason, and I would say cool that name, bro. <laughs> killing it. Say that the title Can't of the movie? stop killing it, Jace. <laughs> I would say that the title of the movie should be the hardest movie to find because I had to get a bootleg of this movie. But um, actually, Mike, uh, I had a question for you guys. What you guys thought of the suicidal cowboy at the start of the movie who was singing in the cowboy bar? Because I would have liked to have followed his story because he had a very tragic story about his wife getting shredded. Oh, this is amazing. I actually have a clip of it. Um, I, I do have a clip. I'm going to play it. I'll come back to you guys. Yeah, this- I, I thought that was, uh, what's the guy's name? Uh, the, the country music singer. Dwight, Dwight Yoakam. Yoakam. I thought it was Dwight Yoakam, so I looked it up, but it's not Dwight Yoakam. How many people, did you guys watch the movie here tonight or before you came? Uh, before they came. How many people stole it offline? Yeah! yeah. <laughs> um, I bought it off of Amazon for yeah, a I dollar. Now, I now own a DVD of this piece of shit. Uh, Ladies? <laughs> well, here, here is just a, here is the, the, the guy... Um, and you'll see, like, he bends a mic stand. Um, and I think you'll see a quick Frank Stallone cameo in this as well. Uh, he's a yeller, uh, or heckler. Um, he gets another mic stand. I know, he does get another mic stand. Here we go. So here we go, this guy. He bends the mic stand. Throws it down. This is a song I wrote for my baby. <laughs> Well, I left my home when I was 22 But I never did find my time or place It's just the kind of thing a man has to do With a scar on his soul Like the one on his face And the emptiness inside Alright, so he, uh, I know, sorry, it was a quick clip um, But the, but it He's viewed as being terrible no, well, the song here, he's like, everybody's like, oh, that's yeah, pretty good. Yeah, yeah, not bad. bad. But then the song gets the super The song good. gets super crazy, and everybody's like, fuck you. Because but again, it's still a this good is story. this talent show thing where hecklers rule, and nobody's ever passed before. I was, I was severely disappointed when he never came back. When, yeah. when, it re- when you realize that he's not the villain of the movie or something, and you're like, oh no, that's just one scene? God damn it, that was great. You love that I mean, guy. I love that guy. This movie is really like a precursor to The Voice, right, guys? Yeah. You oh, know, yeah. like really just taking someone, plucking their talent, really working with yep. them. Yeah. They get a mentor. Yeah. It's so good. Um, who has some, who did some research? I know people have research. I want to make sure. No, no one? All right, good. you did some research. I like to reward research. All right, here we go. Your name, your question, here you go. Uh, my name is Walter. The question uh, I found weird was when he scoots up next to Sylvester Stallone at the bar and he asks him about doing heroin. Yeah, I forgot about I didn't that. Get that. It's like you're from New York. Have you ever done heroin? 
Stallone, control, alt, save. <laughs> Knocked out that scene, now I'm gonna go get fucked. Boom! I've got one of the very first computers in the world. I write on it. <laughs> and I have a robot for a, for a, for a maid. <laughs> Literally, that movie was written one year later. Uh, like if Rocky you, four, Rocky If four. you like look at Stallone's trajectory, like he was making, writing, and directing movies at such a rate your mind would explode. Like, he directed Staying Alive, then the next year he was doing this, then the next year he was writing and directing Rocky III. Yeah. Like, he was He was the Woody Allen of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> I think he produced even more than Woody Allen. Uh, oh, yeah, okay. Uh, he made but, 48 films in four years. I think. All right, come on. Your, uh, your name, your question, here you go. Uh, my name is Brian. Um, so the song Drinkenstein, which was, one, a Razzie. Um, yes, for the worst song of that year. So I, there's no montage of it in a Stallone movie, but it's unknown, like, did the Stallone character write the song? Is it a song in this universe that's a very popular country song that they're covering just to kind of work out the bugs and is, you know, trying to, like, hey, try this song. Let's see... You know, it's a simple chord, one, two, three, Drinkenstein. Or did the whole band, like, jam together? And they're like, hey, we got this costume. Why don't you put this on and let's work up that song you did, like, half an hour ago and let's do that. Well, first of all, if you really would commit to the costume, I'd like him to make bolts out of Budweiser cans and put them in his neck. <laughs> yeah, that is unclear if that was an original Frank or whatever his name is in the movie. What was the, what was the name of the backing band that would, like, her friend... Wild possums. The what? The, the wild possums. It was the something possums. Wild possums. Wild possums. Wild possums? Yeah. Like the funny. wild stallions. Bill <laughs> and Ted. I got upset. Was that like, do you think the Budweiser was product placement? I don't know. No, I don't think it, that Budweiser is advocating that when you drink it, you become a monster. <laughs> A drinking monster. Good point. I actually am surprised that Budweiser let them keep that in there. Someone was like, hey, we could get sued because we're saying that our, our alcohol makes you a fucking monster. I was surprised Jeff Healy wasn't in this movie. He oh, seems to be in all of our terrible country yeah, bar really? movies. You're uh, naming your question. Here you go. My name's Laura, and mine is more of an observation. Or I was concerned about Dolly Parton every time they sang a duet that she was going to get headbutted by Slice. <laughs> I didn't know if anybody else had that concern, but I was worried for her health. Well, I'm sure there is a hilarious blooper reel for this movie. <laughs> Where he beats her with his head. Well, if you want to headbutt Dolly, you got to get past those titties first. <laughs> that far. I'm telling you, when they shoot her from the side... <laughs> it's upsetting. I'm just just a handful. I don't, ag- I don't agree. I don't think it's upsetting. <laughs> would you guys like to rad, would bro. you guys like to see a little bit of their uh, duet? Here is uh, here's when Dolly and him come together. This is where the magic happens. So much so that in this movie, the minute they get on stage together, the credits roll. They don't even let it like they don't even let you see a full screen. Like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. We're done. Go, go, go. Here we go. Uh, if you don't wanna play in my fantasy, stay out of my bedroom, baby. If you can't take the heat, if you want it, come on and get it, baby. Satisfaction guarantee. I'm a pleaser, free and eager. I 
again, I Apex of the movie. Bushes, one I over this crowd full of people. Easy love, that's down my alley. I must be easy, but at least I get it, man. Stay out of my bedroom. Baby, you can't take the heat. Stay out of my bedroom. Dolly in there, love it. I can't tell if that guy's mad or Again, I'm pausing for one second just to remind everyone this crowd has been set up as a crowd full of the New York City's best hecklers. Yep. <laughs> they were paid to heckle, but yet that song, the power of that song, which is really just one chorus repeated over and over and over and over again, gets them out of their seats. But honestly, and be honest, because again, this movie is reprehensible. Doesn't it get good when she starts singing? Yes. Like, it's laughable when he's trying to sing. When she comes out and starts singing, it's, it's like, okay, this isn't that bad. It's great. What? They sound horrible together? You get out. You get out. Get She's out doing of the show. best she can. She's doing the best. It's like Mozart trying to play, uh, you know, a, a piece and a, and a rat running around the keyboard at the same it's time. Like, it's, like it's like two mice fucking on God. <laughs> Obviously, we had an opinion about this movie, but now it is time for a second opinion. Um, these are five-star reviews called from Amazon, um, and these are amazing. I actually did a couple more than normal just because they are amazing. Um... <laughs> Okay, R.W. Dubois says, The first time I saw this movie, I thought I would die laughing. And I was, and I did. <laughs> Critics panned it because they thought Sly Stallone wanted to break into the music business. Not true. It's just the movie. Too bad they can't tell the difference between reality and fiction. We all know he can't sing. That's why he's perfect. Five stars. Um, That's just, yeah, so just quickly. Do you think he does have a career after this song? I mean, obviously he's won his taxi back. Oh, do you think that they go off and like perform in New York City's high flute? Yeah. I'd like to think so. <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. This is the height for him. It's that only night, that night is it, the height. This is yes. the best night yes. of his life. Yes. This I kind of see a sequel like Karate Kid 2. Like it picks up right after this night. He's toweling off. 
They beat up that that guy and they go to Tennessee. Well, it again. is weird because she she well, does she in the fight before this she says to him like you know when she realizes he wants more than just this night she tells him he's not going to make it. And so I guess we're to believe that she also thinks he's going to be a huge New York City country music star. I just because he I got just, the hip hop beginning right. I just realized I something. Yes. Yeah. Stallone wrote in both this movie and staying alive. Yeah. The female a female character telling the main guy he so can't he make it. it. And him having to triumph over that negative assessment of him in order to win. So Stallone hates Also in the movie over also the movie Over the Top is the same. Oh we've we're familiar with Over yeah. the Top. <laughs> Right, oh, but it's the same oh, thing. Oh, don't you worry. It's his a love story yeah, his between wife, a man and well, a boy. And now when Robert Loge is telling him he can't win. Yeah, but it's his wife, his ex-wife not believing in him. Won't well, no, him his ex-wife is insane. His yeah, ex-wife is in a mental institution that right. Robert Loge keeps her in. <laughs> his ex-wife is kind of supporting him 100%. By the way, Stallone, if anything, has really good taste in music. I mean, yeah. getting Dolly Parton uh, over the top is Kenny Loggins. You know what I mean? He's like, a, he, look, he's... Oh, he gets it. Yeah. Frank Stallone? <laughs> Seven songs, staying alive. Um, here's another review. Uh, Rambo can't sing, but he's funny. Stallone has a gift for comedy that his fans don't recognize. <laughs> Rhinestone is hilarious. I think too many of his fans expected him to actually become a country singer by the end of Rhinestone, thereby missing out on all the humor scenes between him and Dolly Parton. <laughs> I don't understand that logic. Uh, and then I've been wanting to purchase this movie for 10 years. <laughs> but the, the, I, everyone's defending this movie by Is going, this hey, a sh- thing? Do yeah. people see movies and be like, oh, classic. Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously going to be President Lincoln after this. He's doing all the work. It's clearly what he's gearing up for. Like, do people think that of performances? Yes, I, people I, I are that stupid. I, I can Amazon. tell you from firsthand, people are that stupid. 100%. This one by Krista F. O'Neill. <laughs> if you're too cool to watch a movie about Dolly Parton trying to turn Sylvester Stallone into a country music star, then guess what? You're an idiot. <laughs> Five stars. She sounds cool. <laughs> this is the one that I was really confused by. Five out of five stars titled Wardrobe by Matt Smith. Get ready for this. The robe that Freddy Ugo wore had blue satin on silk. Who made that? How can I buy the robe he had on when she went to rent his room to call up the bet? That's the outfit that you're going to pick in the entire movie? What are you talking about? When the He's wearing was, like a weird yeah. kimono. Yeah, yeah. Where do you buy that? Where do you buy that? Five oh stars. You know what I'm, you know I'm going to do? I'm going to write on Amazon. Somebody's going to see it. They're going to give me a heads up. Uh, Judy, Judy Shinsky writes, My mom loves this movie with every bone in her body. I myself can't stand it. So I'm rating this movie for her. I've seen this movie, and from what I've seen, I'm surprised that they'd actually make this movie. But that's not what my mom would say. She would say it's a great movie, and everyone should own a copy. I just can't stand it. <laughs> this review isn't going to be helpful, so what can I say? You should really rent movies before you buy them anyways. 
What went on in that household? Judy! Judy, go on Amazon! Review the movie for me! Judy, please! Let them know what I think. I don't want to do it, but Judy, it, please! Give it, give it a thumbs up from me. They don't do thumbs on Amazon. Whatever they do, as many as they want. Judy should have just not have reviewed this movie. Uh, and then the, the, the second to last one here is um, just another interesting insight. Wanna laugh? Stallone is hilarious in this film. Made my mother-in-law laugh. Really fun to see her laugh. She hates me. Now, this is, this is a first, and I just thought because it was a first, I had to read it. Um, there was a fight on the Amazon reviews. So Daniel Becker, in a very lengthy review, slammed this movie, gave it one star, and his point number seven was... Finally, complicity with the theory that Sylvester Stallone is an alien life form sent here to reap carnage on mankind, <laughs> capable of single-handedly destroying art and culture with little more than a typewriter and the ability to form catastrophic phrases out of seemingly benign language, <laughs> i.e. guru of doo-doo. Run. For the love that, all, that is all holy, run. Then, someone writes in the positive section, Daniel Becker, shut your mouth. Daniel Becker does not know real talent when he sees it. How low-minded are you when you run down a top celebrity? Sure, I respect your opinion, but it's so narrow-minded, I want to puke. If you don't like Stallone, then why would you see a movie he's in? Eh, 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 eh. That's what I thought. You don't know because you're a complete jerk. If you can't say something nice about an amazing guy, don't say anything at all. If, if Stallone really is an alien and there is some kind of contest between a Stallone versus humans, I think the results are in. I think we won. I was going to say, I think the aliens won. Um, anything, anything left to add? I miss him. I miss Sylvester Stallone. I really do. Watching great, great this movie. News. This episode of How Did This Get Made brought to you by The Expendables 3. <laughs> We'll keep on making movies until we run out of poster space. We will keep adding septuagenarian and octogenarian actors to this cast list as some of them die off. Remember, Dolph Lundgren is a PhD physicist. Finally, Kelsey Grammer in an action movie. He was in that? He's in Expendables oh. 3. As is Harrison Ford. <laughs> who does his own stunts not so well anymore. Um, yeah, that's right. We're going after Harrison Ford. We already shut down How I Met Your Mother. That rivalry ended with that show getting shut down. 
Don't even talk about how I met your father. Didn't get made because of us. Boom! Um, would you guys recommend people seeing this movie? Nope. Could... No! I would say go see Straight Talk. It's the greatest Dolly Parton movie ever. Yes? Is that Dolly Parton doing like Frasier? Yeah, no. Uh, do- yeah, kind of. She gets her own talk show. She just like tells people what's going on and gives them Southern wisdom. Straight talk. And it gives them straight talk. And like there's like a theme song that goes straight talk, straight talk. Like, come on, let's talk turkey. Uh, and they play that song eight times in the movie. It's fantastic. Uh, Go see straight talk. Yeah, I would say see any other Dolly Parton movie. Steely, Steely Mags. Um, <laughs> Nine to five. See night. Watch nine to five. Yeah. Come on, guys. See, I, I'd watch. I would watch this just for Dolly because the Dolly scenes were enough for me. They were. Wow. Sorry, they were. I love her that much. You know. A vocal minority <laughs> applauds. Uh, I uh, I would say watch it because I think as uh, you know somebody does comedy and stuff like that, it's great to like learn from a master <laughs> and uh, the height of his game. <laughs> You know, uh, it's it's good. You know, it's good to see how you, bleh, like those kind of takes. Um. I, I I actually saw this movie in theaters when really? I was a very small child. Did My parents it? are divorced, and I have a shitty father. <laughs> and if he wanted to see a movie, we were fucking seeing it. So I saw, you know, I saw oh oh a Death Wish and like Cobra in theaters when I was like three or four. I don't remember seeing this, but my right. sister tells would tell me about it, and then my dad bought it and watched it a bunch. My dad is obsessed with Dolly Parton um, in a really disgusting Here, way. I have a, I have a, just you know, not just something to think about. Just ponder on this a minute. You are too. Can't top that. That is our show, everybody. This has been an Earwolf Media production. Executive producers Jeff Ulrich and Scott Aukerman. For more information, visit Earwolf.com. EarwolfRadio.com The Wolf Dead.